0: The NFL draft begins Thursday in Kansas City. We break down what positions the Giants need to go after and make our mock 25th pick for Big Blue. We also recap the Giants' offseason, what we liked, what we didn't, and will Saquon Barkley be a Giant next season? Lots to do. It's all coming up next on a pre draft edition of Blue Rush for the New York Post. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Blue Rush. It's our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. It's our special pre-NFL draft episode. I'm your host, Brandon London, and I would love to bring in my partners in crime. He's a two-time Giants Super Bowl champion kicker. He's the great Lawrence Tynes, and he's been covering Big Blue at the New York Post since 1994. It's Paul Schwartz, and we got our two producers, Jake Brown, Andrew Hart with us as well. The draft, Thursday, fellas, Kansas City. times. I want to talk to you about it because, I first and foremost, how you guys, first and foremost, before we even get in there, how you guys doing? You guys looking great. More tan than me. More tan than good, me. Good, right good,
1: good. Yeah, I'm just trying to get my complexion like yours, Brandon. Went down to St. Bart's with the wife. Had a good time. Paul, how you been, man? I I, I thought Lawrence and I were tight, and he didn't even mention that he, uh, you know, I, I I thought
2: I would I would jump in his suitcase, and uh, I would, I you know, I would have done some stuff for you. St. Bart's. Yeah. I heard it was uh I've been to St. Martin, never been to St. Bart's though. But uh very yeah, nice I would step. have
0: went with I would have gone with you too, man. But you showed us the video of you flying in and out of that. Like that's You're that's out a, on oh, that one. I don't fly well. I don't like I don't fly well at all. But like- St.
1: Martin, listen, you go to St. Martin, that's that's where it all started for us. We went there a lot of years together, and we just said, Oh, let's try this. But Saint Martin is a great island. This is like the yeah. size
2: of the plane that looked like you were going into St. Bart's. That's what it looked like. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, about about it's about how big it was. About how big it was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, and Taz,
0: talk to us about uh, the NFL draft. It's in Kansas City on Thursday night, as everybody everybody knows that. But you're going to be announcing the Giants second round pick, the 57th pick on site. Talk to us about that, man.
1: Man, yeah. So the Giants called me about a month ago or maybe less and asked. Obviously, I live here and asked if I would um announce the pick. And I was humbled that they asked. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I've actually been studying names of players that I think are hard um, and go, going to the pronunciations because I don't think you have, obviously I've never done this, but I can't imagine you have a lot of time for the person giving you the card to say it's Arawambe Tararambarae, you know, whatever <laughs> whatever they're going to tell you. And so I've been studying like the kid from uh, uh, K-State, the defensive end, maybe in play, that, that edge guy, I, I've studied his name. I and mean, there's some difficult names. I just want to get... Like a offensive lineman, Bill Smith, Iowa, whatever that looks like,
2: right? Something simple. Well, first of all, first of all, are you um are you gonna do it in any kind of Irish uh no sky? brogues, no brogues, no, no, no broguesbolly. Okay, no, so no. You do it straight. And, no. and
1: you know, I did another show and people thought I was gonna come out there. You remember Pat McAfee and David yeah. Akers came out and acted the full? No way, we're a classy organization in New York. I'm not doing that.
2: now, now, now do you hope look, second round is you know, a lot of times they give these honors, and they're like in the sixth round. You know, second. You know, second round is Amani Toomer, Michael Strahan, yeah, um, yeah. You know, Tiki Barber. I mean, these are big. OC Humaniora. You OC. These are big time picks. So, what are yeah. you hoping? Do you hope it. You want it to be a you know a, a big time receiver, a center. Yeah. Hey, look, it's not going to be a kicker or a punter. We know
1: that. You we know. know. What, do
2: you, what do you want? What do What do you want it to be? Man, leg- I would
1: really. I think it's really deep with receivers, and I think getting one of those re- top receivers late, you know, that is late second rounds. I, I don't know. Ugh. I go back and forth between that and a D lineman, like a depth D tackle or something.
0: We're going to get in. We're going to get into our, we're going to get into our picks. Hold on, hold on, hold on. But it's it's been a heck of an off season so far for the Giants. The last time we did the show, Paul, we talked about Daniel Jones, uh, that deal that, that he signed. We can move on. We can talk about Saquon. We could talk about Dexter, Dexter Lawrence, the Giants, Darren Waller. Told you guys I that's a tight end that I wanted the Giants to bring in. I was saying it, you you don't have to go out. Bringing Darren Waller in, you don't have to go out and necessarily – you don't need a stud wide receiver right away because you've got a guy that's had a tight end that's had two 1,000-yard receiving seasons, and he's had uh, 100 catches on the year. So I think that was their biggest move when it came to uh, the the offseason so far. Plus, Paris Campbell obviously adds some speed to that receiving core as well. What are you guys thinking about so far when it comes to where the Giants are at right now? with their off season. If you're Joe Shane, how do you feel about the off season that you've had so far?
2: You know, you mentioned Darren Waller and, you know, you did mention him before they got Darren Waller. You know, I know you were kind of on him. Now here's the thing, Darren Waller from 19 uh, 19 and 20, you know, one of the best tight ends in a league stud George Young, the former Giants general manager, always said this, there's a reason why guys are available right? And it's not always like, you know, damning, but there's a reason. I mean, why would Darren Waller be available for a third round pick? Here's my thought. If Darren Waller was on the Giants for, for you know, the last four or five years, I think of, of the three or four of us here right now, at least two of us would be saying, you know what? I've had enough of Darren Waller the last two years, right? You know, he he, he can't get on a field. He can't get on a field with the hamstring, get a third round pick and move on, right? Do you do you guys agree with that, that that if, we, if he was with the Giants the last few years, a couple of us would have been enough. Enough of them. You know, he doesn't play. so We just had that with
0: Kenny Galladay. So, you know. Well,
2: no, but Kenny Galladay, it was not. I mean, Kenny Galladay had a couple of thousand for a different team. Um, and Kenny Galladay at his best was never Darren Waller at his best, ever.
1: Interesting comparison, too, right? Think about it, like like Evan Ingram was kind of, I don't know, and then he goes to Jacksonville this year and has this explosive season. But I do think mindset has a lot to do with it, too, right? Like, Evan looked like he had a lot of fun in Jacksonville. He's playing with a really good quarterback, a good scheme, a good play caller. But I I think sometimes, you know, change of scenery can reignite a player's love for the game. And we'll see if that works with Waller. But I think it was certainly worth a third-round pick.
0: Yeah, that uh, Kadarius Tony pick right there. I mean, everyone, I, I I know exactly what you're saying, Paul. In the sense of, and I have a couple Raiders fans reached out to me and told us that we got the bad end of that deal because he's like the dude hasn't played in two years. So I, I get exactly what you're saying, but I'm also leaning with Tynes as well when it comes to like that just that whole change of scenery. And you mentioned Evan Ingram cut his hair, just became a whole a brand new person down there in that offense. I think a tight end in this offense is what a Brian Dable and a Mike Kafka has been sitting there waiting for. I know we love Daniel Bellinger and what he did, but I always thought of him as a as a number two, a Darren Waller at healthy can get you yak, can produce and can be that possibly be a receiver one on this team. I agree. Yeah, no, he look he they added a weapon. You know, like we said, with the
2: caveat of he's going to be healthy, his head going to be on right. I agree, Lawrence, that he needed a change. You know, let's get going here with a different team. Um, you know, I have complete faith that Brian Dable will know how to scheme with, and, and, and Mike Coff will know how to use this guy. I mean, it's not that hard how to use him. He can pretty much do anything if he's healthy. So so that that's terrific. Um, now, the one thing is it's interesting. Joe Shane, you know, he's a guy. You know, last year, he was very clean with his pickups, right? That nobody really had any injury issues. And he, you know he brought him in for one year. Now he picks up Darren Waller. He had a lot of injury issues. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned Paris Campbell. He's a pretty. He had a pretty good year last year. You know he, he's a guy they picked up, but he has a long injury history, right? You look at he 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 went through seasons. He played a handful of games. So so, you know Joe Shane is taking a little more chances here with these guys, like because if if things go wrong with them, you know it, it is fair to say you brought in Paris Campbell. He's had a history injuries you know, a mile long, you know, and you brought him in. So um, that doesn't mean they're going to get hurt. They might not, you know, and they've done their research, they're healthy now. So, um, you know, a little more of a gambling spirit, Joe Shea now in year number two, maybe he feels a little more empowered that Look, we had a good first year, and now I can take not crazy chances, but certainly these guys have injury histories where he said it's better not to pick up guys with injury
0: history. So do you think it's the success that they had on this first year that's kind of made, kind of forced his hand a little to be more aggressive with the signing? Because if you think about it, what, what would you call a good season next year? You know, they have to make it to the playoffs. They have to make it to, at least to the second round of the playoffs. So do you think that he got aggressive, when it came to his signings, when it would and want needing guys that to hit on on the type of players that he signed times.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you ask what a, what is a good year next year? They have to go back to the playoffs and kind of put a stamp on a bow bow tie on this season they just had. Now, I, I don't think they, you know, outside of Waller, I mean, is Paris Campbell like a day? I mean, they're going to pay him like a starter, but I believe it would be kind of between him and Slayton, right? I mean, they're going to line up in four wides. Uh, you know, he's getting kind of starter money. I, I don't know. I, I think the only starter they truly got in free agency outside of paying, you know, Daniel Jones was um, the linebacker. And I can't even think of his name. That's terrible of me. Um, the linebacker from the Colts. O'Kareke. okay Yeah, okay. And then um, Waller. I think that's exactly what they needed to do is go get certainly O'Kareke. But that guy is going to, you know, be a day one starter. I, I think they just build depth. You know, great teams have depth because there are going to be injuries throughout the season. Um, we've seen that with every team. And I think that's kind of what Joe Shane did th- th- this offseason outside of the O'Kareke signing and trading for Waller.
2: You look, follow the money, right? It's just follow the money. The biggest deal was four years, $40 million for O'Kareke. So you said, you know, they're paying him the money to do the most. There's no question about it. And so, yeah, I mean, if you would ask me right now, what is the most significant signing? I think it's the linebacker, not the tight end, because look, they need to stop the run. He had 151 tackles last year. He's 26 years old, and he has no injury history. I don't want to jinx him, but he has no character history. He, you know, bad. He has no injury history. So he is a very clean you know, solid more than solid pickup for good money. You know, you know, inside the linebacker money is not crazy money, uh, but it's, you know, 10 million a year. Um, um, you know, he he is coming to be, you know, start for the next four years and get, you know, 135, 140 tackles a season. We'll see if it happens. But um, Joe Shane, I know last year, game after game after game was like, we can't give up this many running yards. We, You know, he never felt comfortable in a game because they never could stop the run to his satisfaction. This guy certainly helps.
0: Yeah, you, I, I liken it to – I wanted to see what Blake Martinez was going to do in a Wink-Martindale defense. So signing – say it again, Paul. Say it okay, O.K. Ray K. O.K. Ray K. Hey, yeah.
1: times you better hope you don't get that on the call. O.K. Or, Ray uh, K. At the draft. Yeah. But, I yeah, just I wanted- pray that I don't get one of these – tough names Man, wants- that's all I've, I've been having nightmares about it joe
2: tipman center wisconsin easy right how about john michael
1: Schmitz center yeah yeah from minnesota from minnesota that's- so yes but the thing is if you think about it you just don't want to ruin a young man's moment right like by saying his name wrong and like that weighs on me so you'll be able to tell real quick if i look worried if i'm coming up there we're like Can I just one second please I'm going to Google the pronunciation, but maybe they'll have you know, someone you know, tell you. They, they, they will there. tell
2: you. There's no question. If it's one of those yeah. names that is not obvious, they're not going to just throw a car. Yeah, say, because
1: they understand the moment's big too oh, for absolutely. this kid and his family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay.
2: They're going to say, you know what? They're going to say, and now with the second round pick, uh, Lawrence
1: Tines is making Tines. The Lawrence is, Tines. Yes. Yeah. They can mess my name up. I don't yeah. care. I just, I can't mess up this kid's no, name. No, you cannot. No.
0: All right, draft is on Thursday. The Giants had nine picks in total. Start with the 25th pick. I I, I know there are a lot of people have been talking about, could they possibly trade this pick, add another veteran to possibly the offense, defense. Uh, Let's put on our GM hats. Fellas, we are at 25. You're at 25, Paul. Seniority, you're at 25. Paul Shane, who are you taking at 25? First of all, I think it's 10 picks right? I think it's 10. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. I think they have three, only, you know, three in the first two days and then seven, you know, two and two in the fifth round and three in the seventh round. And if you would ask me right now, what's the safest bet, they will not make all 10 picks. Uh, I think Shane will trade some of these picks. He doesn't want to pick 10 guys, you know, last year they needed as many cheap bodies as possible. They don't need that this year. They're in better shape. They're a better team. So I, I think, you know, you know, three picks in the seventh round, they probably don't need to do that. Um, Well, uh, the short end of it is, if you ask me right now, I'm going to take a receiver, I'm going to take Zay Flowers from Boston College, okay? Now, I think receiver and cornerback are the two things you need to really look hard at. You know, um, cornerback, if you ask me right now, completely in in, in a vacuum, what is what they need the most, I would say a, a number two cornerback before a, another receiver. Number two cornerback, I mean, l- let me ask you guys right now, who is the number two
0: cornerback on this Listen,
1: team? listen, how dare you disrespect Cordell Flott? People forget oh, he's – Oh, here it goes. It starts. we just going to forget Cordell Flott was on I the ball. I thought you were going to say
2: Corey Webster, maybe. Corey no, well, Webster. No, Corey too.
1: Yeah. Corey's, Corey's living a nice life down in Texas or, or Louisiana right now. Right. But Cordell Flott deserves yeah. every chance – to get that uh, job in 2023. Okay,
2: God bless him. Let him have the chance. That doesn't mean you're penciling him he,
1: in. He showed me, and, and maybe he's a little undersized. I get that part, but boy, can he cover. He he made some big plays. You remember the Minnesota Vikings game? He came in, hadn't played all game, makes a huge play down the stretch. I, I, I think... I think some Giants fans, including some of the beat writers, might have forgotten about Cordell Flat. Like I didn't forget uh, Aaron Robinson. Where do Cordell you peg Fly. him? Where does Flat go? Is he the slot corner? I mean, Darnay Holmes is a good player. Ah, that, that, that's God. like
2: saying that's like saying, oh, we just picked up this pitcher. Where you need as many pitchers as possible, right? Number two, number three, number four. You need bring the cornerbacks in. Let what happens if Aaron Robinson has a great sp- spring and summer? Great, yeah, and he could. Great, the more the merrier. I mean, you need a million of them.
1: You know, but go I right. think you need to spend high draft capital if you're gonna not, if you're not gonna take wide receiver, you gotta go D line.
2: Now hold on, now, now the the cornerback you take could be a day one starter. The D lineman you take is not going to be a day one starter. And but I he, don't, you, right? They I, had I, issues
1: with rotation last year. Remember, it was rotation. The big boys were right. playing playing so yeah. much football they couldn't get off the field. And if you look at the wave of D linemen that the Eagles brought on the field and some of these other really good teams. I, I I would not be surprised if the Giants take oh, a D Lemon.
2: I wouldn't be shocked. I think in, in in the second day more so. You know, I would I would ex- expect that more. But yes, first of all, they're going to give Dexter Lawrence a boatload of money. But you're right. You don't just draft for 2023. So where is Leonard Williams going to be in 2024? Maybe the guy you want them to draft is a starter alongside Dexter Lawrence in 2024. So that that's that's not crazy thinking. I, I I'm not saying that.
0: I would say, I was going to say, if they do go defensive line, would it, would it be edge? Because Aziz Ojolar didn't play as much as you wanted to. You know you got to have someone on the opposite side of a Kayvon Thibodeau, but I didn't, I don't see, that. I, I wonder what that would look like optics-wise if they did draft a uh, interior D lineman after you know, they're on contract talks with uh, Dexter Lawrence right now. What's uh, What's Leonard Williams going to say in his head? What's he going to think in his head? They just drafted my replacement in that sense, you know. But, again, yeah, you can never have enough D linemen. But I was going to go – uh, at times, I'm, I'm going to jump in on this one since, Paul, you were talking about uh, another CB1. I'm going to go Keely Ringo, corner from Georgia, six two, ran four three six. 33-inch vert, but you're 6'2", 10'2", broad jump. The kid can play. He's only 20 years old. So think about it. You got him young. You're going to have him for a long time. The guy balled out in uh, both national championships uh, for, for Georgia. He's only played two years in in the league, uh, in in the SEC. But I just think about what Wink, Wink Martindale what he could have at a CB2 on the other side of a Dory Jackson. You talk about that speed. Brandon Cooks is now in. C D Lamb can run. Uh, Both guys from, from the Eagles can run. Scary Terry McLaurin can run, but you also have height at 6'2 as well. He's also – they blitzed him a lot at Georgia. So just think about what he could do in terms of coming up being physical in the run game for Wink Martindale uh, defense. One thing about receiving – these long corners that can run – there are some of the hardest to beat when it comes to being on the line, because not only can they be physical with you, but if you beat them off the line, they have to make up speed in that sense. And you just, how how, how
2: about the guy from Mississippi state, Emmanuel Forbes? Do you think he'll be there at 25, 24 guys are going to be gone. We know that, you know, every time I do a mock draft or talk about something, somebody says to me, he's not going to be there. It's like, you just gave me 48 names of guys who aren't going to be there. So, um, you know i i don't know i mean the draft is funny yeah yeah maybe deontay banks will be there you know i i don't know i think i but i you know i deontay whoever if if deontay banks emmanuel forbes has six pick sixes playing for in the sec i mean he is a playmaker now i know he's skinny as a rail but tines doesn't have a problem with that right lawrence cordell flott is skinny as a rail yep yeah
1: yeah if you think about brandon makes a good point Best two rookie corners last year in the NFL was the young man in, in Seattle. It was a fourth round pick out of UTEP or U Tech UT San Antonio. I don't even know if it was UTEP. And then Sauce Gardner, of course. Two big long, lanky corners that can run. But just
0: think of Webby. Like just think think of how hard it was for guys to beat beat Webby. And this guy forced he's faster than Webby.
1: And yeah, if Ringo's there, I mean. Sure, you'd have to consider them. I wonder if they'll go best player. I would not be surprised either if they trade out of that and maybe grab another second-round pick. But I'll tell you this. Do not trade the second-round pick, Joe, because LT doesn't hang out in green rooms. The LT's not hanging out in green. I'm not going to look like Aaron Rodgers.
0: Uh, Lamar Jackson.
1: W- would, yeah. would
2: you have to announce that?
1: I think yeah. I would. Well, that's what that would be cool if I got to announce a trade, but I doubt it. Maybe I would. I don't know. And then – what would I do? Hang out till the third? Because they do yeah, the third yeah, round as yes. well on Friday night, right?
2: Yes, you would hang out. Okay. What
1: you would do. Yes. You would hang I would out. Certain, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I would I would, I would announce their undrafted free agents if they wanted me to. But I mean <laughs> so, so nobody just,
2: has any love, Brandon. You don't have any love for Zay Flowers, my guy from Boston College?
1: I do. I just there's too many good receivers to talk about. It's Addison is flowers. It's like, God, I don't know who's gonna be there.
0: And I want high. I want height. I don't want another small guy. I, I understand he but, can run. He's on. He can stop. A
1: Kafka? What are Kafka and Dable like? Tyreek Hill, Diggs. They're not big guys. See, see, see this
2: is the thing. Whenever I think about cornerback, defensive lineman, fine. But I then I think of who is the head coach of this team. Now, he wants to throw it. You know, um, what have they not done this offseason? Given Saquon Barkley a long-term contract. Now, they they offered him something. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're not valuing that position as much as these receivers. Now, is it, is it duplication with Wandale Robinson? Maybe. You know what I think uh, Brian Dable would say to that? Fine. Okay. I'll have two guys who they can't cover instead of one.
1: So I, I went through, this was interesting because I knew what we were going to talk about on the show. So I went through the four 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21 drafts where Joe Shane was the assistant GM in Buffalo. Do you know in that timeframe, they've only drafted four offensive linemen. None of them were centers or guards – or one guard. The rest were tackles. Nobody high. But in four of those – three of those five drafts, they went D-lineman in the first round. So if we're trying to build, you know, any kind of consistency here. So 2021 was his last – Gregory Rousseau, D-lineman. Yeah, from Boogie,
2: Miami. Miami Boogie, right?
1: yeah. Boogie Basham. And then in 2020, defensive end A.J. Epinesa. These are guys that don't even play. And then 2019, Ed Oliver – 2018, Josh Allen, of course, and then 2017, Tre'Davious White. So I don't know if that's his philosophy, but they went defense, D line or corner, obviously, in four out of those five drafts, and one of them was to get Josh Allen. So, but look, don't
2: forget, Dexter Lawrence is on the verge of a 90 million dollar contract. You know, I mean, he's going to get Jeffrey Simmons' money. He's just going to get it, and maybe after the draft, whenever it is, I think they'll come to a deal. So then you look at how much do we have invested in the defensive line. Right now, your you first round pick gets whatever he's going to get. He's going to get, what, four years and 30 something, you know, 30 million, you know, whatever it is, it, it's all slotted in. So you do have cost certainty there. You have Dexter. Look, it's not if, if they have someone they love there, um, you know, it's not crazy. They have to stop the run. They got OK Reiki, which we said a bunch of times already. And, you know, th- that that's not crazy. I mean, look, defensive tackle nowadays is more heightened than it used to be. These guys are making the money that edge rushers used to make. What does that tell you? That tells you that the league has come around. They they haven't come around with inside linebackers. They haven't come around with running backs, but they're paying defensive tackles who can give a little bit of push in the pocket and stop the run. Those guys are getting big money.
0: Yeah. You're realizing that the the need to stop that. Right? It doesn't matter if you throw the ball, you control it. If you can control this clock on a team, then you kind of neutralize their weapons on offense and all so i i yeah i i could see that i just honestly guys would, would you would you trade that pick is there anybody out there that you think that could be that like the little carrot dangling in front of you right now and dangling in front of Joe Shane would you is there anyone out there you'd go forward to try and trade that 25th pick
2: you know if if one of these look I, I, a lot of people say and Joe Shane would not admit this but a lot of people say that there are not 32 first round graded players in this draft they're just, they're not you know i mean some. i think last year that you know a lot of teams had like 45 guys maybe graded as first round picks so if the giants look at this and say look we have 22 guys graded as first round picks if they're all gone by 25 you know we got another group here if we could we can trade eight you know seven to eight spots down and get a guy we have graded as a second round pick anyway Um, Yeah, if if one of those receivers, you know, if one of those receivers, if if they see, you know what, there's three receivers, uh, two cornerbacks and two defensive tackles, you know, we would take them all around, you know, early second round, late first round. Um, Yeah, they could do it. I mean, they could do it, except, you know, I don't know. I don't think they want to gain picks for this year. Maybe it'll be for next year. You know, they they, you know, like we, we they traded the third round pick for Waller. They have the 87th pick in the third round. They traded the hundredth pick. So um it's it's really tough. It's really
0: tough to figure. You know, it really is. But yeah, I can see them doing it. And w- one thing I think they definitely need to add, and Times, I want to get your thoughts on this. Pump returner, kick returner. Richie James is gone. I I would you use one of those picks on just a straight speed demon and, and like the kid, the, the turban kid for uh, for Dallas. Speed guy, would you would you use a pick on a special teamer like a special guy like that?
1: Man, I know they like the the Pimpleton kid, right? The Darnay Pimpleton kid that was in camp. I don't think they have the luxury of doing that, to be honest. Not yet. Um, maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I, I think you can find a guy. Maybe you can keep watching the XFL and the USFL, see who the top returners are, um, and and grab one of those kids. I just wouldn't I wouldn't draft one right now. That's a luxury pick in my opinion. And the and the Giants don't have any luxury picks.
2: Brandon, yeah. I want to ask you as a receiver guy, Quentin Johnson, and you said you want a big guy, right? You know, some people think Quentin Johnson from TCU was the number one receiver, and some people don't. You know, this is not Jamar Chase here. You know what I mean? There's not, it's there's just not. Um, so if you Quentin Johnston, Zay
0: Flowers, you're going Quentin. Quentin Johnson because of the size? I will go Quentin Johnson. I will go Quentin Johnson on that one. Again, I know I, I the stop on the dime, guys, you need the Wandels. You need that. But if, if I'm building a receiver room, you know, and one thing that the Giants have lacked because the Kenny Galladay trade didn't work out, I mean, the Kenny Galladay signing didn't work out, it's just a guy you can throw it up there and just go get it you know like there's so I know you got your route technicians so when you're building that that receiver core what do you you, you dress what five guys let's say five guys are going to going to be on that I want two blazers two speed demons so you got Paris Campbell you've got Darius Slate one to two route specialists. you have your Wandell and person whoever that person is going to be but then you just need that big guy and I I think that offense struggled last year with not having a Colin Johnson who was producing in the camp and throughout camp and throughout the the training camp and early in the, in the in the preseason, you want a guy that sometimes it's just like you know what he's not open in terms of what people say is open, but I'm just going to throw it up well, there. First of all, do you get. believe in Isaiah Hodgins who they resigned? Yes, I do. But I also but he's a possessional. He's your possessional guy. You know that, and, and I didn't factor that. And he's a he's that possession guy. But there's all, always that. At least give me six two, Paul. At least give me that six two hybrid guy that can go that's up that's Darren it. Waller. That could be yeah. Darren Waller. You
1: have Hodgins right? and in my opinion, you got Hodgins and Waller. You can afford to go out and get the Zay Flowers because we don't know how Wandell's coming back from the ACL. No player's ever really the same. Um, so yeah, I I think you know, Bellinger, we can't count him out. I think he takes a massive step this year at tight end. Um, I don't think you need to take the top off the defense. I just to be honest with you, I don't even think that's Daniel Jones's game, is throwing the ball up. I I don't know. I think some guys can do that and some guys, I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't draft just because they're 6'3. I, I think you've got that part taken care of. I, I, I like Zay Flowers. I like Addison. I like a couple of other guys too, but I don't I'm not sold on the kid from TCU. Takes plays off. Drops
2: the ball. He, look, I I think I don't have any. Well,
1: Zay Flowers um, has a lot of drops too. People yeah, but I think Zay
2: Flowers up. is a better pure wide receiver. Than he, he, he looks does.
1: to me like he's going to be a
2: better pro. I, he's just he's yeah. not small. He's just short. I mean, he's 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 a business, yeah. You know, um, and- but
1: I get what Brandon's saying. You may think you yeah. need it, but if you think yeah, and I forgot about I didn't forget about Hodgins, but you you you're around the team more than we are in the offseason, I guess, Paul. That Hodgins and Waller. I mean, that's yeah. two big dudes. Look, look! If
2: Quentin if Quentin Johnston caught the ball more, and maybe had a little more, you know, didn't take his plays off, he'd be Jamar Chase, and he'd yeah, be going yeah. in the top five. I mean, that's and why. Colin, he's back.
1: Colin Johnson, I know we we talked about him a little bit towards the end of the season last year. Like he's coming back. He could yeah. be. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see him compete. Yeah. Again. I yeah. can't
0: wait. But but he was he became that guy they were just throwing it up to because he was coming down with it in practice. You know, you gotta you gotta consistently do it in practice for a quarterback to build that trust in you, to do it to you in a game. I think Daniel Jones couldn't do it. He didn't have the luxury in, in being able to do that. Because if he if he just threw something up and he got picked, he got booed. Oh, I know.
2: At that yeah, time. He couldn't take a lot of risks last year. What do you guys think of, and this is like kind of a sports writer drama thing, probably not on day two, but maybe early day three, they take a running back. <laughs> and,
0: and uh,
1: Give me one. Know, What's yes that? one, right? 1 right? right? so thousand exactly. percent I'm
0: hoping Tynes times
1: calls out I might yeah I might announce one in the I, second I round
0: be, you think in the I, second I, round Paul you you Saquon. there's going to be suitors go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: there's going to be suitors for Saquon I think I think some teams may think they're maybe are back away and I'm okay moving on um from from saquon if they have to but listen if you look at what the draft did produced last year the young man from Michigan State that was at um, Seattle, and I'm bad with names in the offseason, all players. Uh, you put Pacheco, the young man down in Houston. I mean, you're talking about third, fourth, fifth, seventh round picks, guys. All 1,000-plus yard rushers. You don't think – and they said it's pretty heavy in running backs this year. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I, not the I, second – I, hey, I mean, third, I'm not four.
2: thinking of. I'm not thinking of you know trading Saquon at this point. I'm not saying it's completely out of the question, but
1: I I just I mean I hate how everyone this off season and maybe not you guys everyone all the outsiders think this whole season was based on Saquon Barkley. Now he had a great deal. He had a lot to do with the season, but it wasn't just all him because he kind of went away after the the London game with the shoulder and went vanished and you know the giants weren't really good in the second half of the season anyway in terms of wins and losses but i don't know I, i'm okay either way it was
0: it maybe. was a 50, it was a 50-50 thing because it wasn't it, he went away because of that injury but they're also taking him away they also like michael Parsons said the game plan was to stop saquon barkley so i think that second round i still want him here times like i still feel as though he could give you two strong years and then maybe possibly that third year be kind of like that phase out year but if you get somebody that second round you got you you need you need a rb2 in this league you
2: yeah, but i to. don't think you have to take him in the second round i do not think you have to take him in the second round oh no round. i mean there's third fourth fifth yeah. round
1: whatever we have you know, i think, you know good who I think they think running backs i think
2: they like the backup at texas roshan johnson he's a big guy i you know he's a he he was he was the backup you know, for the, the stud there. Um, you know, you know, Brandon, you mentioned, well, you think Saquon's got two great years in him, but if he's only coming back on the franchise tag, that's going to be very difficult. You know, you know, he did his prove it year already. Um, you know, he did it and he, he, he had a career high and they won nine games in a playoff game. So I think mentally that will be very difficult for him to come back on a franchise year, prove it again, and we'll franchise you again. So, um, Look, they got some bad information there. You know, he sort of signed that deal after the season. He had a, a
1: good deal. Oh, what about the one this? Didn't they, did they get close during the season or it was just right after?
2: Well, at the bye week, it was 12 and a half a year for three years, I think. But in, after the season, they upped that a little bit. And he should have signed it. Um, he, I think mean, he got some bad advice. Um, all of a sudden, the 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 market for running backs just went nowhere. I mean, you just want to know. I mean, uh, uh, isn't um, Jacobs playing on the franchise tag? You know, with the with the Raiders, and he had an unbelievable year. So they misjudge. Look, you pay people to anticipate this stuff, right? I mean, you guys had agents. I don't. Do you pay them to anticipate the market and give you their best advice based on their expertise? And um, I think in this case, you know, do they come back to something? But you know, Joe Shane right now, believe me. He loves Saquon but he's not sweating every night going to sleep saying, "Oh my gosh, Saquon on the franchise tag, this is going to be awful." He's like, "We'll pay him 10 million and and we'll re, you know, reassess in 2024
0: if we want to franchise him again or not." It's, it's, with that 57th pick, you get, remember you said we're not drafting just for this year, we're drafting for the future as well. So if there's that back right there at 57, get Saquon one year and then the kid takes over full time uh, you know, after Saquon goes Goes elsewhere, but I, I would, I, I definitely feel as though that running back room should be heavy with competition, regardless if Saquon is here or not, because I think that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Daniel Jones, especially signing the deal like that. If there are games where we could, they could run the ball thirty plus times, thirty five times with two, three different backs, I would like to see the Giants get back into that. And I would like to see them. I like to see like a Lamar Bradshaw type back. Like you said, Pacheo, P- Pacheo, Pacheco uh in there, but you you want to see like that scat back. So this offense can continue to be creative, continue to throw in ripples.
1: This is why the draft is so crazy and hard to talk about. Cause we've, we've basically covered the whole team. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't talked about center, which we don't have really one on the team. I know we just signed a kid, but um you mentioned that kid from Minnesota, Paul. Um, maybe he's in play in the second round of fifty. Uh, he won't be there at 57, but who knows?
2: Um,
1: he might be, be there at 57. 57. He might be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, the league
2: doesn't draft centers all that high. No. You know, he's a good prospect, but he's not, you know, he's not, yeah. you know. In, in, the in, Troy Trojans
1: know. have a great prospect. Jake. Yeah. Yes. Jake um, Andrews.
2: lineman, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Center guard. So what? what is he? Third round,
2: something like that? Third or
1: fourth, something like that. He did a top 30 visit to the Seahawks. Oh, imagine so, if you got
2: to imagine if you got to, they they have him rated in the second round and you get to um, well, let me ask you something. If they draft him in the second round, you can't just say from Troy, what would you, you would have to embellish a little bit. Oh right? my gosh.
1: I, I actually talked to him quite a bit since the season's really? been over. And um, I told him, I'm just going to say his name anyway. <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> <He'd> say, <laughs> that would be a bad, that would be a bad deal.
0: I, I I can't wait to see you up there, Ton. So I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm,
1: it's good. I'm keeping it all classy. I I've went. I've wrestled with the, you know, talk shit about some team, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the you know. I just I just don't think that's my place to do that for the. I think it's the New York Giants. We're not the Eagles. We're not the Cowboys. I'm not going to get up there and act like that. So
2: and and you are the name you say. Will will right that that athlete has been waiting his whole life to hear. Yeah, his name said and 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 know. he'll
1: remember, you know. Yeah. Who said it? I'm sure. 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 But I also don't want to get up there with some thirty second talk crap about the Eagles or Cowboys. Like I don't know. Just not gonna yeah, do it. I, I, will you be wearing your rings when you? you know, when yes, but I'm wearing both rings. Yes, because I don't ever get to wear them. So so so, so you, I'm you, wearing them. So you I held the card like this. That's
2: what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have to show something, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I am. I'll tell you this. I am coming out <laughs> with something. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna be wearing is pretty cool. So, that's all I'm gonna give you. That's my teaser. Really. Hmm.
0: Times walking that trap and take over
1: that trap. Man. I'm walking that trap, baby. <laughs>
0: all right. We're gonna talk about what we're gonna talk about. Times selection, and we're gonna talk. Again, Monday after the NFL draft for our post-draft podcast. But before we go, I'm going to hand it off to the Scotsman to close out this pre-draft edition, Blue Rush. You lost me at (laughs) stake.
1: And that says cheerio to episode 144 of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. Hello, I'm Jake Brown Lawrence. It's been a long time since we've done a bloody podcast. What have you been doing in your free time the last few months? Well, I was out and about island hopping, riding on little planes that will scare you to death. But all in all, I've had a wonderful off-season, and I'm ready for the draft. All right, make sure you're subscribed to the Blue Rush on Apple Pod oh, the, Blue, the Blue Rush Podcast on Apple Podcasts, lots of podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's that word again. And watch full episodes by subscribing to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. You can go to the Blue Rush playlist and watch there. Give us a thumbs up and comment below. Let us know what you want the Giants to do with the 25th pick at the NFL Draft. Parts in Brandon, London. I'm Lawrence Tynes. We will return next Monday after the NFL Draft as we recap who the Giants took. Enjoy the draft, folks, and thanks for listening to Blue Rush.